Welcome to Tea Time Sales. My name is Curry, your host. This podcast has been sponsored by Neosoft Golf, the automation growth strategist. We help you automate your fulfillment so you can focus on your revenue generating activities within your golf club. And I'll, on this episode, we've got uh, amazing Casey, who um, is a mindset coach, and she's been. Uh, so grateful to have her on this podcast and she's going to be talking to us about mindset and how she got into mindset and how mindset is relevant to golf and uh it's going to be absolutely amazing so uh just without further ado um got to go straight into it thank you straight into it and um so just like how we're going to you know you got into mindset and like you're a mindset coach um what could you interested in doing mindset coaching how did you discover that you you that was the thing that you wanted to do um yeah so funny story so I actually um I've always been into mindset and um I've always been a very strong-willed person um but I left my high-paying corporate job um a couple of about four years ago because I was getting paid very like I was getting paid a lot of money but I just was not happy and I discovered cruise ships and I actually ran away and joined the cruise ships. And I was an entertainer and presenter on mm. cruise ships for a couple of years. And between contracts, I was um, living in Canada. I was living in the US. I was traveling around Europe. So I've kind of been on a bit of adventure for the past four years. So then when the pandemic hit and everything shut down and kind of put a big halt in my my track. So I was on a ship and I was like, okay, I'm coming home. Um, what am I going to do? I do not want to go back into a nine to five. And I kind of just didn't let my mindset, you know, fall into a, oh no, you know, I've just lost the job that I love. Like I'm going to be stuck at home. Um, I was like, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean for me? Where can I go from here? And um, I started exploring a couple of different things. So I came home and I started reading a bunch of books on mindset and I started watching. Actually, what set it off was um, the film The Secret. So I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the movie The Secret and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And then I started researching all the, um, the act, the, not the actors, the speakers on there. And then yeah. I came across a guy named Dr. Joe Dispenza. And yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I became obsessed with his teaching. So for a long while, I didn't even have a business. I just was obsessed with learning about the brain and learning about mindset. And then I was just kind of sitting at home because we're all in lockdown and I was just waiting for the world to open back up. I thought it would open back up by August and I was going to go back overseas. Uh, And once I realized that, oh, no, we're going to be here for a little while longer. Um, I was like, okay, I need to create some sort of business. So then I looked at businesses online and I was like, okay, how can I make some money from, you know, being at home? And that could, when the world does open, allow me to continue traveling. Um, and I came across a lady that taught me how to create courses. So I did a course on how to create courses. And she was like, you can turn any of your knowledge, anything that you know and your experiences into some sort of teaching for other people. And I was like, hmm, I was like, what? Who would want to learn from me? Like, what would people want to learn from me? And I kind of just put it out into um, my network and I was like, oh, guys, like this is what I'm thinking about doing. If there's one thing that you could learn from me, what would that be? 
and everyone was like, oh, confidence, confidence. You're like the most confident person <laughs> Like you could really teach people how to be more confident and how to get on stage and how to speak on camera and, and all of that. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll kind of look into that. And it's kind of just grown from there. But obviously like confidence all comes down to your mindset and your daily performances and your daily habits and, and things like that. So Let's do for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, let's do for a second. That's all right. Um, yeah, so confidence all comes down to your mindset. So they kind of go hand in hand. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got into mindset coaching. That's, with am- the- that's an amazing story, actually. Yeah. Uh, you'd think most people during the pandemic, the, uh, you started off with fear and then all of a sudden you got into this realization that you're literally stuck at home and you had to adopt new behaviors and a lot of them are behaviors that are formed with uh you know that fear mindset yep. so like unlike other people you you decided to do something that was positive and i mean like can you just talk us through like um were you afraid or were you just uh, optimistic and that's what took you through you know what, what was the you know, yeah, like the process of you actually because most people, they sort of went into a shell, but you seem to have looked at it and thought, you know what, um, I'm in this place. I'm just going to try and do something. Was that you trying to just break through your fear or you, can you just go through, through that as well? Yeah, 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 definitely. So <clears throat> I was when I was on the ships, like I was loving life. I was, I was loving my job, but it's working on ships is a hard job. It's a seven days a week, no days off. Um, you know, for six to nine months of the year, it's, it's a hard job, but it's very fulfilling and it's, it's very, very fun. So I think when I came home, I was, I was kind of half, I knew I wouldn't be going back to the ships for a while. So I was really disappointed. Although we left the ships in style, which was a whole nother, which is a whole nother story. (laughs) We left the ship in style because we were crew only sailing for a month before they, they let us off. But, um, When I was leaving, when I was leaving the ship, it was kind of like, okay, I know I'm leaving. And I knew like the company had already said to me, like, well, with, you know, if everybody does go home for two or three, four months, he, my, my manager, my shoreside manager was kind of like, oh, look, you're going to be, cause I was still relatively new on that ship. Um, he's yeah. like, you're going to be kind of the, the, the bottom of the totem pole in terms of getting back on. If let's say yeah. all the ships went back in August, September, so already in my mind, I was like, okay, if I come home, I'm not coming back for okay. for a certain amount of time. So I was very disappointed. I really was. Um, I think by the time I'd gotten back to Australia, see, I had to do a month of quarantine before I actually made it home. So we had to quarantine two weeks on the ship before they would allow us into the US. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I was wow. in a, a room all by myself for two weeks. I then was straight away from the moment we got back into Miami, they flew us, they flew me straight back to Australia. As soon as you get into Australia, you had an army and police escort to hotel quarantine. But then I sat in hotel quarantine by myself for another two weeks. So I did almost a month of a month of quarantine all by myself, which gave me a ton of time to think. It gave me a ton of time to be really sad. It gave me a ton of time to be like, 
okay, that's fine. I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason and I'm never one to just kind of slow down. I can't, like it's not in me to slow down. So I was like, okay, no, that's fine. Everything will be sorted by August. So I'm actually looking, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at the um, goals board and the dreams board that I did um, when the, like the month I got back in, oh, I think it must, it must've been about June no, May, May, I probably wrote all of these things because in August I'd already booked flights back out of Australia to Dubai and I was coming to the UK to see my friends. And then I was going to go back to Canada. I have a visa to work in Canada um, because I was like, Oh, everything will be quiet. Like calm down by then. (laughs) Um, And obviously that, so for those months, I kind of just kept ticking over that I was like, and I was kind of living off savings and living off, you know, the the government support that Australia was giving us, which was lovely, which means I didn't have yeah. to work. Um, but once it kind of came evident that I wasn't going to get back to Canada to work, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to do something. And I've always wanted to have an online business. I've always known that that was what I would do, you know, once I left ships. And I didn't think I'd leave ships for another, you know, couple of years, but I always yeah. knew that that would be the transition. I transition into um, some sort of online business, whether it be, you know, some sort of influencer type style business um, or so on and so forth. So um, I guess I just sped that up and I was like, okay, well, there's no time like the present um, to kind of get that started and get that ball rolling. But it was definitely scary. Like there's so much information online on you know all the different ways that you can make money and that's right um i can be very as i've just as i mentioned you know prior to this podcast as i mentioned i can be a little bit gullible (laughs) and very (laughs) trusting of people um so it was a it was an interesting thing to navigate but um i finally found my feet and kind of just uh got the ball rolling and it's kind of been just rolling and gaining momentum ever since and i think well it's interesting the stuff that you said and uh Looking at your story, um, this one, there's a few things that probably the listeners will, will be thinking. Thinking, um, you you left the ship, and then you you started reading some information. Then you started up your business. It's within a short period of time, and possibly they they might be doubting your expertise. But I, I would like to point out, and I, I could be wrong, uh, is the fact that you spend so much time with interacting with people on the ship. And again, you said you worked for so many hours. The actual coaching, there's a lot of part of your coaching comes from that period. Uh, you just discovered that you had that gift already. It was somebody who just put a label on it. But I would imagine your mindset coaching started way before you actually discover this, this stuff. So you've you've had many years of actually building that um, skill to actually motivate people. And not just that, the fact that you left home, leaving Australia on its own and then having to live in different countries, that's a different, you have to have a sort of kind of mindset. So yeah, um, yeah I would like to just confirm that I, I, I would personally, you know, want somebody, when somebody says they want to be my coach, those are the things I would look into rather than the actual uh, period where they say, oh, I've been in a mindset. I actually you know, like the fact that you, with some of the stuff that you do on Instagram, I've seen some of your stories and stuff, like the fact that you, you've got your van and you're living mm-hmm. in your van and you're just doing your stuff. It's absolutely incredible. So it's definitely, it's, it sounds like you're, 
you know you're an expert already in the thing that you do so it's absolutely incredible <laughs> always learning i think i'm always learning but yeah i think definitely that's when a coach when i got a coach and they pointed out to me like you know have you been teaching most of us have been teaching our entire lives anyway you know if your friends come to advice like come to you for advice you know, you're helping them and you're teaching them. I can't help everybody in the world. Like I'm not going to resonate <laughs> with everybody in the world and I'm not going to try to. Um, but yeah, I think because I, I've, a lot of people used to say to me, you know, and that's kind of what I used as my driver when I, when I did come home was um, like, I, I've lived all over the world. I was born and raised in South Africa. I moved to Australia when I was 16. So that was not an easy move. I then used to travel all by myself back to South Africa every single school. I would work. I got myself, a, my parents were not happy about it. So I got myself a job um, and I worked for, you know, five hours after school every single day and saved up enough money to fly myself back to South Africa every school holidays to see my friends and family. So I did that for two years. Um, and that kind of gave me a lot of like you know, independence and strength and resilience and um, my my bug to travel by myself. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just kind of fell into like relationships in the corporate world, but I always knew that I wanted to travel. And eventually when, you know, I, I realized I wasn't happy in my corporate job, my relationship fell apart. I was also, you know, I think when big things happen to me, like ne- I don't want to say negative things because they're never really negative, but I've always changed my life when, you know, I've either lost a job or um, I've lost a relationship or something like that. That's always when I've made my my biggest changes. Um, and instead of, you know, I think I've always been like that. Instead of wallowing in it, I go, okay, pivot. What can I turn my focus to? Um, and th- I think because I've done that my whole life. And then when I took off traveling, I've done, I've traveled most of the world all by myself. So I'm a very, you know, avid solo traveler. And people always used to turn around and say to me, you know, oh, I wish I could do what you do. And I'm like, but you can, like, I'm really, I'm really not special. I'm really not special. It's just that I've had lots of practice with pushing myself out of my comfort, comfort zone with going, you know, not like trusting my gut and not always listening to my head, but trusting my gut. And, you know, it's just stuff that you learn from living life and living experiences and, you know, going after things that you want. Um, if I just, you know, stayed at home in my small town, Australia, I probably would not be as confident or as, you know, knowledgeable by mindset if I'd, you know, just stayed here, gone to school, gone to uni, gotten a job and, you know, done what 90% of 90% of the world does. <laughs> That's amazing. I think one of the things that, um, there's one question that I had and it's been bugging me for a couple of months actually. And uh, nobody, um, I mean, most most people they they've, they've answered it in different ways, and I would want to hear your opinion on this. Is that um, and from what you've just said, it sounds like you're somebody that uh, recognizes momentum and knows how to build momentum. And now that you're also uh, doing this mindset, what's the relationship between momentum and mindset? You know, what's your take on it? Oh, good question. Um, you know, I, I've always had this thing like action creates action, inaction creates more inaction. So, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes hard for us to get momentum and to keep going and to, how do I want to say this? Basically, I've realized that if you stop, it's harder to start. But if you have stopped, yeah, yeah. like, 
more inaction, inaction creates more inaction. So you've got, something's got to change. So for you to get momentum and for you to keep going, you literally just have to keep going. And this is where it's, you know, getting used to being uncomfortable, getting used to pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, um, having goals, like you have to have something to work towards. If we're not growing, we're dying. So you have to have something to work towards. That's the only way you're going to get momentum is if you have a, you know, target in ahead of you and you're going for it. Like, you know, let's just talk about like a physics type thing. If you've got rollerblades on, you know, and you're standing on a hill and your goals, you know, are at the top of the hill or the bottom of the hill, which direction is going to be the easiest for you to go? Obviously downhill, but people choose a lot of the time to look uphill and actually go uphill and do all the things that are actually really hard, which is laziness, which is procrastination, which is sitting on the couch and, you know, watching streaming Netflix, which is going out and partying every single weekend. Now I'm not saying those things are bad, but it's you're taking the harder route, you know, and the, the route that's going to give you less momentum towards your goals, where instead if you change your focus and you actually just get yourself going, push off and start, you know, and then don't stop, you're going to keep going, if that makes sense. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that awesome. kind of answered your question. It does answer my question because uh, it, it's, it's one of those that I've, I've been continuously trying to see different takes on it. And that's a, amazing take i like that example of choosing uh whether you go downhill or uphill because you you find yourself in life where you, you've sort of lost momentum yeah but again like you said because uh, you lost momentum we try and find things to sort of medicate yeah. the fact that we've lost momentum like you said watching netflix and everything which is twice as hard as actually trying to get motion well, like you said the other way, which is amazing yeah yeah the other way to think of it okay what is harder you know it is is it harder to study for you know three to five years in a you know earning very very little money while you're studying putting yourself through all of that then getting a nine to five job and having to work nine to five Monday to Friday if you're lucky if you don't have like a shift worker job or a job that's high stress and high intensity and then having to do that for 60 years until you can collect your retirement now people see that as the easy route instead of you know, looking into other ways to make money online, into building businesses, into educating themselves in the right way and working hard for five to 10 years, like really working hard, investing in themselves. You know, people will spend 60 to $80,000 on university. And I'm not saying university is bad. I'm not knocking it because it does have its place in this world. And if you want to be a certain professional, you do have to go. But for someone that just wants to start a business or wants to make money or wants to have an exceptional life, like they'll go to uni yeah. and spend 60 or 80 grand on a uni degree and then never use the uni degree. I know so many people who are like that or they drop out in their third or fourth year because they realize it's not what they really want, but they're not willing to invest 2000 3000 4000 $10,000 into a coach who can literally show them exactly how to go downhill towards their goals, if that makes sense. So people choose the harder route, which is what we've been brainwashed to believe is the easier route, which is kind of scary. <laughs> that actually sets up my the the next question because um we this the audience that I'm speaking to are people that are in the golf industry, and within the golf industry, there's a lot of emphasis on coaching, so you can get better with uh, your swing 
and how you play the game. Um, but you know what I find is that there's a, a lot of resistance when it comes to coaching, when it comes to business, even though they have uh, old strategies that don't work. So they worked 20 years ago in terms of marketing. But when it comes to digital marketing and how you position yourself digitally in, in a digital space, uh, they're very resistant when it comes to coaching. So uh, there's this weird contradiction. And like, what's your advice for somebody that uh, is sort of, they feel like they don't need coaching, but you know, what, what's been your take on it? Um, so you, you meet somebody who clearly needs your, your services, but don't recognize like, how would you sort of pace and lead them to discovering like, yeah, that they need coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if we're speaking in like the golfing, the golfing world, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not very familiar with how go- like the golfing and the digital side does, does come into it. However, yeah. most of the time, like a good coach will be able to show somebody that, you know, where they're struggling, what's been holding them back and why they're not succeeding in terms of most of the time, the only person holding you back is yourself, you know, so a good coach will if someone doesn't want to be helped, you know, you can't help them. Like a good coach will never literally hold your hand and carry you through a transformational journey. We're going to point you in the right direction. We're going to point out your blind sides. We're going to make you look at the things that you have been, you know, not wanting to look at that if you've been pushing to the side of your your mind because that's out of your comfort zone or it goes into the too hard basket or you maybe just have no idea that that was even an issue but you know we can kind of bring it to the surface um i think you know coaches can can speak to people and we we are very practiced with speaking to people and seeing because a lot of the time right. most people have the same the same needs, the same issues, the same dramas. And, you know, a lot of the time when people have the same fears, the same worries, the same stresses, the same things that hold them back, one of the things that it all comes down to is a feeling of we're not enough. We're not pretty enough to do that. We're not smart enough to do that. We're not rich enough to be able to do that. We're not this enough. We're not that enough. And when you can boil it down to that and then change your mindset that you are enough, that you can do it, that you can go after your goals. I think that's where, you know, someone that if someone doesn't want coaching, no coach is going to force them into coaching. Um, People have to want it. People have to want to change for there to actually be change, if that makes sense. So it does make yeah. sense. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. You have to that's, that's do the work. The yeah. We'll point you, you know, we'll point you towards the food, you know, and we'll teach you how to fish. But if you sit, you know, on an island and, and don't actually do it, you're not going to eat type thing. So every somebody has to want to be helped. Um, in terms of the golfing industry, and I, I'm glad you brought this up because I know we were speaking about this. So my my business is actually pivoting um towards golfers because and it's funny how I got into it because I was my my parents are uh, or my whole family are kind of avid golfers. So every week we go to the golf course and we have dinner at the golf course and I speak to all the golfers. They're all family friends. Um, and I got chatting to one of the guys there that was a pro. Um, and he said to me, he was kind of like, well, he was a pro in terms of um, he played on the PGA circuit. He was never anybody big, but he played on, um, you know, he played in the circuit around the U.S. 
and him and I were chatting and he was like, well, what do you do? And I kind of pretty much told him what I did. I said, I'm a mindset coach, I'm a performance coach and, and everything like that. And he was just looking at me and he was like, why are you not doing this for golfers? Why are you not doing this for athletes? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, well, when I was in um, the US, he goes, all the golfers there all had their swing coach their fitness coach and then they all had their mindset coach he goes it was always you know it was always a thing he goes all athletes all sport number one thing that gets in the way or helps someone succeed is how strong their mind is and he goes here in australia he goes there's nobody doing that and he goes you need to start doing that so i was like "Ooh, okay Sure, let's do that. So that's kind of why I'm I'm pivoting into that, and I'm really excited about it because, um, yeah, I've I've always been interested in the game of golf, and I'm learning it myself. But it's a challenge that I'm now taking on, um, and I'm excited for the people that I get to work with and see their transformations and see them lower their handicaps and, um, you know, be able to calm themselves down on the golf course and and things like that. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of, so I'm up against a challenge now to convince Australians that they need a mindset coach because it's not very, um, popular here, but apparently it's what all, like, if you've got a pro on the circuit going around the U S they all know about it. So yeah. So I'm excited for that. I think, I think definitely you're going to be, you're going to be awesome with it because, um, I saw some of your stories on Instagram and um, there's one that you mentioned uh, you're into CrossFit, yeah. <laughs> but anybody that does CrossFit, that is absolute test of your, 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 your mental strength <laughs> and big, the ability to, you know, cause it, again, it, it, we're talking about momentum, you know, when you start doing stuff like CrossFit, you, if you know, once you're warming up, if you don't have a good warm up to the, your sets, mm-hmm. It, it sort of just disrupts so you have to create that momentum and you have to do things right and you have to fortify your mind before you actually get into a proper workout so you can have the most out of the workout and it, the relationship with that with golf is the fact that you know you, you have to be fortifying your mindset continuously and so I, I think you'll be absolutely great at it and it's something that is definitely um that we we need in the golf industry, and I know you're going to be you, you said you're going to be uh, working with golfers, but also uh, there's a thing that I've realised that they there's a emphasis on coaching somebody to become you know better at swinging the golf club, but there isn't a sort of mindset map for somebody from beginner to becoming a, a full club membership. So there's that focus on this is how you swing the, the the golf club and this is how you play the game. Yeah. But there is in that mindset side of it where they say, okay, this is what you need to know in terms of a mindset. So you don't give up. So you become a member and really enjoy the game yeah. because the, there is this uh, lack of somebody plays a game and then after a certain period of time, they just sort of give up and then they never come back, which is uh, detrimental to the actual game itself uh, long term. Well, it's funny you say that about momentum. Like I was very much, like I mentioned, I was very much into CrossFit. I was a competitive CrossFitter. I loved it. I was, you know, we were in competitions every other weekend. And yeah, it's definitely about having to push yourself past the point where you think you're not going to be able to go anymore and actually david goggins i don't know if you've ever read um or heard about david goggins yeah, yeah. Uh, he inspires yeah. me a lot 
I, I didn't know about him back then, but now when I'm in the gym, but just going back to your momentum thing, I was very big into CrossFit, very at a high, high level. Um, and then when I left for cruise ships, when I went to go traveling, I obviously could not do CrossFit while I was traveling. They just, the facilities, no facilities on, on board cruise ships to be able to do that. And because yeah. I lost so much momentum, I'm actually way too scared to go back to CrossFit <laughs> now. I haven't been back because I'm also I was like, well, I'm not going to be as fit as I was. So I'm going to feel disappointed that I'm not at the standard that I remember. <laughs> um, and also it's, a, it's, it's hard to get started again from the bottom. No one wants to be seen getting started from the bottom or to be starting from the bottom. Everybody wants to be at that elite level. But um, yeah, definitely with the golfers, like, you know, your swing is, it's two different sciences. A swing is math and physiology. That's all it is, math and right. physiology. When it comes to the mindset and, you know, how your brain works with your physiology, that's chemistry, that's biology. You know, so it's kind of going, just having the person giving you the the mathematical, this is how you do it, you know, but not connecting the yeah. chemistry and the biology of your body and your mind to that swing you know, there is that disconnect and that's what, um, what I'm hoping to, to bridge the gap because I'm not myself. I'm not a, I'm not a professional golfer. Like I'm, I'm way, way like baby, baby amateur, but I'm learning the game so that I can understand the game a little bit better. Um, but yeah, obviously I'm going to start with golfers, but you know, I, I do see myself working with all sorts of professional athletes because I do believe the mindset of it is, is the same. No, it's, it's, you're absolutely right. Cause, um, uh, for me, what changed my my swing in my game was like uh, my, my first coach, or well, my second coach. My first coach was completely rubbish because he, he uh, I, I knew that I needed to learn more golf, and uh, the guy tried to change my swing, and he was t he talked about the club face that my club face needs to be facing a certain way, so he pointed the focus towards me uh, getting the club face perpendicular as I hit strike the ball. And I thought that was the, the thing to make my swing get better. But in order to do that, I deduce manipulate my body in a certain way. So you can imagine I went to this lesson and when I left the lesson, um my back hurt uh you know, I was in pain when I, when I left and uh, I used to hit the ball relatively straight at the time. And it's from after those lessons I could hardly hit the ball straight. So I, I knew that there was something that was going wrong and I went with my kids to the driving range and this guy who was a coach, who ended up becoming my coach, said to me, you know, hang on, your swing is not that bad, um, but let me just tell you one thing, your swing is 5% and the rest is, you know, 95% is just yeah. your mindset because when it, when it comes to swinging the, the club, if your mind is not right, uh, your muscles, you either tensor muscles or do whatever. So you, you can just learn the mechanics of the swing, which is very easy. You know, you have to be comfortable and everything else. And that comfort also comes from your mindset. So when he started talking about it, I was like, oh, that's absolutely crazy. And when he started coaching me, he taught me the swing mechanics, but the rest was more about uh, how do I control my mind so I can focus on, you know, just relaxing and hitting the swing. So in terms of your coaching, and it's a big piece in getting somebody's success. Because once you swing, and you've got your muscle memory of the actual swing, 
uh, the rest is just down to your what's happening inside yep, your head. Yeah, 100%. Too. And where energy, where focus goes, energy flows. So that's what a lot of things that I've noticed, you know, when people say, oh, don't swing it left, don't swing it left, don't swing it left, you know, oh, oh my back hurts, oh, my back hurts, <laughs> oh, this is going to hurt. You know, when people think that way, that's what you're like, what we say even like, you know, silently to ourselves, our subconscious believes, and that's where energy will flow. So that's why when someone goes, oh, I don't want to pull it this way, I don't want to pull it this way, most of the time they end up pulling it that way. Mm-hmm. Instead, have you ever seen the movie, a great movie called The Legend of Bagger Vance? Have you ever seen that movie? No, oh, you must watch one. it. Phenomenal movie um, with Will Smith, where he's a caddy. Um but it's just about yeah. how he helps the the main guy get through like a he used to be an ex professional but um has a lot of mental PTSD issues but coaches him through like an exhibition game um brilliant brilliant yeah. the legend of bagger vance I'm going to check it out yeah, yeah definitely great great golf game great golf movie so uh, i'm i'm curious about your your golf so what what's um what stages are you at in terms of a golf game? When, you know. <laughs> right now, I'm just <laughs> practicing to actually get a swing. Um, my my dad's just coaching me with different clubs. On um, we've got a he's he's a big golfer here, so we've got a big golf net in our garage, and he's just helping me hit the hit the ball and hit the swing. Um, and then I'm going for I'm starting in a golfing academy uh, next month. So, yeah, pretty basic, but I'm going to be walking around with, so the pro that um, I was speaking to, he was like, well, just follow me around the course. Um, And basically, I'm just going to be watching and I'm going to be studying. So I'm going to listen to, you know, the way that the guys talk. I'm going to be monitoring the mood that they're in, um, you know, monitoring this shot. And he's going to talk to me. Oh, I didn't hit that shot right. Why I didn't hit that shot right? Because I was thinking of this or I was feeling this. That's why I didn't hit that shot right. And basically, I'm just going to do a lot of study and a lot of watching um, and recognize the patterns. So recognize what makes you know, a golfer hit a good shot, what makes a golfer hit a not so good shot, um, what kind of thing gets in the way, what limiting beliefs get in the way, so on and so forth. So right now, um, I'm learning the game of golf just because also, you know, it's not necessary, but it will help with the understanding and also because I'm, I'm very close with my dad and um, I think he'll be absolutely thrilled if he could take me around for an 18 18- round of golf um so yeah so doing that but yeah mainly it'll be more studying the game i've watched it for years because of my family but really studying the game and yeah. really understanding it um that's kind of where i'm at right now it's it's amazing because I, I think they like you mentioned i think this is what the part that i, was, I found interesting where you, if when you're following somebody and like you're looking for that pattern and stuff. And I've watched a lot of guys on the PGA, like watching the game. And I think the last one was last year when I was watching the Masters or the year before when um, this guy was leading with 17 points and Tiger Woods was behind. And you could see a complete uh, collapse of the guy. He He hit a tree and then he missed a shot. And you're still 17 points ahead or something like that. And I forgot the guy. When, this is the Italian guy. So he was about to win the Masters and Tiger was behind. And literally, you could see this guy just absolutely crumble in front of our eyes. Like this lost 17 shots and there was like six holes left. And 
I thought to myself, that's a guy that definitely needed a mindset coach. So like there's that point where you're confident and then there's that slippery slope where you just keep falling and falling. Um, it's, I'm curious, in, in terms of, of, of mindset, is there a way of stopping somebody from, like, let's say if you to recognize that, okay, you know what, I'm losing it. Maybe this is, how do you arrest that fall? Like, is there, is, have you encountered that before? Not in, not in just golf, but in, in life and people that you've Yeah, coached. I think with both situations, people get very hung up on the past. What is the past is the past. You can't change the past. So you may as well accept it and move on to the future. So I think, you know, with when it comes to a game of golf, it's about forgetting about the last shot, resetting, being able to refocus your mind, breathe, relax, and not stress about the next one or not put pressure on yourself about the next one and take each shot or each day, day by day, shot by shot. Um, and that way you, it's not a massive compounding effect. You know, like if you see a massive staircase that you have to climb, instead of looking, oh my God, I have to get all the way to the top. You go, I'm taking one step in front of the other. So I think that's where a lot of people, they get upset with themselves. They get aggro. They get themselves in a state of, you know, anxiety and stress, which means that they can't relax. They're not swinging their best. Um, so they're not going to perform at their best. So I think that's where, you know, the mindset training comes in. It's being able to forget about being able to really zone in. And if you watch the movie Bag of Ants, he talks about the one guy, you see how the guy, he he can switch. He can go from chatty, chatty, chatty. But the moment he knows he's going to hit the ball, you see it's like his laser focus, nothing else around him matters. And I watched a thing as well with Tiger Woods when he was like a young, when he was a youngster, he was swinging the ball and his dad yeah. was throwing like chips at him and leaves at him and sticks at him and all sorts of things. And he kept not going for the ball. And his dad was like, well, why are you not going for the ball? And he goes, cause you're distracting me. And he goes, well, don't think about it. Like, don't see it. You know, if you're distracted, like don't let it distract you. And then he went and he hit the ball and, his, and he obviously didn't hit it well. And he said, his dad was like, well, why did you hit the ball? And he goes, well, because you told me to hit the ball, but I, you know, I hit it badly because I was distracted. And he goes, well, don't hit the ball if you're distracted. So it was this kind of catch 22. It's being able to really zone in, not letting anything distract you um, and being able to not take the shot at the same time. If you do need to take an extra second just to calm down, to calm your mind, to focus on your breathing, to think about something that's going to raise your vibrations and raise your energy. So maybe having like a positive thought, you know, your why or your goals, what your drivers are, why you're here so that when you do have those days, that you're not playing good, you know, you can still enjoy it. Like this is one thing. Golf is still a game. Like it's still a game. It's still, so, you know, you still got to enjoy the game, you know, and I think that's where this pro as well told me, he goes, I loved the game until I became a pro and then all the pressure was on. And then he goes, then I felt like I was playing for the money, not for my enjoyment and not for my, you know, then it was about winning. And um, he was like, that's where I needed a mindset coach to, he goes, I feel like I would have done a hell of a lot better on the tour and actually won more money if I wasn't so focused on the money, if that made sense. That's right. That's right. When when you're outcome dependent, it, it, it then so like everybody wants to win, and that's the outcome that everybody wants to have. But when you you and this is something that I, we learned. So um, just a tiny backstory. Sorry, before I got married, I was a dating coach, and one of the things that 
gave our students success was the fact that we used to say, um, take away the outcome dependency. So if you approach a woman and you started speaking to her, don't approach her expecting to get a number, don't approach her expecting to get a date. Um, just approach uh, with just the fact that you want to have a good conversation, you think she's pretty, have a conversation, and then you see where it leads. The moment you want to have a number, it's almost like those things, you know, when you're walking down the street and a salesman says, excuse me, can you stop? You yeah. almost feel, you feel it. You know that, oh, there's, there's something that they want something from me. And that's the sort of thing that you, you get. And in terms of, like you're saying, the mindset, the moment you like really want something, it it, it it's, um, changes your behavior, changes how you, you approach the thing. And like uh, what we talked about uh getting in the, into the zone, like being able to be laser focused, you know, it takes away from that. The moment you've got a different outcome that is, that you want and not focusing on that specific moment, it, it then sort of takes away from the whole thing. So absolutely powerful. Yeah, stuff no, a hundred percent. I agree with you 100%. So it's, it's absolutely crazy how, how much of the mindset is like it's everybody talks about focusing on the technique but um the thing that we need to be focusing more is the mindset whether it's business life and everything it always comes down uh, to the mindset so it's absolutely crazy and it's um that's why i'm really excited to be talking to you about this because it's something that people don't talk about and whether it's in the golf industry but just in life in general uh we all um been given this idea of uh, go to school, go to uni, get a job, get married, and then uh, and all of that is gone. The what makes it successful is the fact that you have to have uh, you have to have uh, different processes to fortify your mind and your mindset, and you know be able to be strong mentally as well to be you know create momentum and have fulfillment in life basically so yeah it's absolutely amazing and like so what advice do you have for um right now in the uk we've got over 2500 um, mm -hmm. golf clubs all of them are shut all of them are shut right now and our listeners might be listening to this what is your advice on like in terms of um i'm sure a lot of them are scared because You've got people that are on payroll, they're on furlough. Uh, there isn't any momentum right now. What would you, what would be your advice to, for them to focus, focus on? on your mindset? <laughs> like, literally the most perfect <laughs> time. And I've got a lot of friends that are in the UK and a, a few of my clients are in the UK. Um, and they're also all saying the same. They're like, we're just in lockdown. And I'm like, you lucky buggers. Like not in the way I know it's hard. I do know it's hard and people aren't getting money and everything, but you have all the time in the world to sit and study something, study your mind, study your course, you know, right now, like coaches online and building businesses online, all of it is running rampage. You physically, if clubhouse, if anything has proven it, you do not need to physically go anywhere. I do not have a single client in my town, you know, and I, okay out in my town, but I didn't ever not have a single client in my town. Every single one of them have come from when I'm sitting in my office working on my computer, which every single person in the UK can do. So that's what I would say. I would say, you know, it's, it's a 
shitty time at the moment. It is. Unfortunately, we are going through a pandemic. However, the pandemic will end. And then what? You know, then what? What have you set up for yourself for when the pandemic ends for you to be in a better place than when you started? Because if you're not in a better place after the pandemic than when it started, you've wasted a hell of a lot of time. So I think this is a perfect time right now for people to really take a hard look at reality. You know, what's what's normal is not normal anymore. You know, security and job security and safety in a job and all of that is not, not real anymore. I mean, this pandemic has proved it, you know, in the way that things are advancing in the te- next 10 years. Like who knows, you know, I know it's been, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 years since the last pandemic, but you know, things are accelerating. So what are you going to, or the next crash or something, you know, there's always going to be something. So what are you prepared for? You know, don't just settle for a mediocre nine to five, unless you're super happy in that. And if you are great, I do take my hat off to you and I'm really happy for you because, you know, striving for greatness is not for everybody. It really isn't. And, you know, greatness to somebody might just be being the best partner that they can be, the best parent that they can be. And if that makes them happy and that feeds their soul, then I'm so happy for you and I'm I'm so stoked for you. But for the people who are stuck, who are down because they want more out of life, they feel like they're stuck at home, you are the people that need to be reading books. Like books are the most amazing thing because people with tens, 15, 20 decades of knowledge, download their knowledge into a, you know, 300 to 400 page book that you can read and download decades worth of knowledge. Like this is why I'm such a big bookworm because we've got so much access. It's the age of information and just knowing is not enough anymore. You've got to know how. So you've got to know how to take advantage of all this information, not just knowing that it's out there. So that would be my advice is that take this time, especially if you're in the UK and make the most of it, work on your mindset. And even if you're a golfer, like I've been looking at things now where golfers are visualizing the courses. You know, if you're an avid golfer that used to play every day, I bet you like my father knows we're in a small town. We have two golf courses. He only goes to the one and he plays every single day. So he knows that golf course backwards. And I said to him, I need you to stand right here Take your golf clubs out and in your mind, play 18 holes. Swing the ball, imagine where the ball uh-huh. went, decide what you know club you're going to use. You know the greens, you know the fairways. Do it in your mind because what's, it's, your body does not know the difference between what is imaginary and what is real. It literally does not know the difference. So even golfers right. that are in lockdown, get your clubs out, go stand in the back garden and walk through a hole that you remember hundred times and do that whole you remember a hundred times with a hundred different ways that the balls could go um and that yeah there, there's always ways if you're willing to look for them that's amazing that's amazing advice yeah that's and uh, yeah you're absolutely right because um like now this is lockdown and you sort of set, set me up for plug in actually um we are we are actually uh, building up a challenge so we're going to do a five-day challenge where uh, golf club owners or managers can come and learn how to get clients during lockdown so uh, at the moment they just have websites which are booking websites but there's also a way of actually getting uh, people into the sales process is by 
creating pages. So different pages that would uh, create customers, also pages that would uh, communicate with the members and engage the members so they can actually start spending money. So there's ways they can actually make money uh, with certain um, processes that they can implement right now. So again, it comes down to that education. It's a free challenge that we're going to take them through where they can actually set it all up. Uh, we help them. Uh, it's a workshop type thing. So we'll give them information and then they can actually build it as we go along. But then within the five days, they would have built a sale, entire sales process for um, getting beginners in, for nurturing people into their sales process, and also nurturing the actual members. So how can they get them to spend even though they are not playing? So there's certain things that you can do in order to actually create momentum. So when the lockdown is is over, you already have the momentum and you 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 out already running rather than yeah. you know starting up again. So uh, it's absolutely amazing what you just said. And again, like you said about the you know visualizing and doing stuff, visualizing it's it's such an important part of you know uh, being able to be successful. But uh, I want to bring attention to your business. You know if um, People like what you've just said and they are like, you know, they want to learn more. Yep. Where, um, where so uh, Instagram's probably the best one at the moment. Um, I am building up a website and my Facebook page and my Facebook group. So best place to get to me is definitely connect with me on yeah. Instagram. So you can find me at Casey, C-A-S-E-Y underscore Iola, I-O-L-A underscore. Uh, so that's probably the best place to find me right now. And then I will actually, because I'm, because I'm filtering all my attention into the golfing side of things and into the sports mindset, all my curriculums, all my, yeah. you know, the, the courses that I have, all my information that I've done on mindset around confidence, around, you know, speaking on stage, public speaking, starting a podcast, all the content that I've made that I've built with all my clients recently, I'm actually going to be giving away for free in a yeah. So yeah, because I'm transferring oh to something else, I'm like, cool, well, I've got all this information. I'm not just going to sit on it. So the best thing to do is, um, Follow me on Instagram and then I'm going to be announcing like once I have that group up and running and I start putting content in there. Yeah, I'm going to just start sharing all of it, everything that I've learned around confidence and mindset in that group. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely something to be in. No, it's fantastic. This has been an amazing conversation. We're going to end it here, but um, like it's so, so inspirational and I just love your story in the sense that, you know, you, you've been out there like doing all of this stuff, going around the world and doing amazing things and to build a business, a successful business so quickly as well. And um, it's absolutely inspiring for people out there as well. And uh, like I said, we're going to be running this um, podcast. We're going to run Facebook ads to this podcast episode. And uh, we want to, to get people to actually hear your story because it's quite inspirational and thank you very much for giving us this opportunity for you to come in and speak to us and everything else is there any sort of last words that you have for no, our listeners? I, and, I think you've got a great platform you know, here else. and i just want to thank you so much for for asking me to to join on it i'm very very honored so thank you no thank you very much yeah I, I, 
actually, after we finish this uh, recording, I, I probably want to have uh, a chat with you about you know the business and stuff yep, that you were talking absolutely. about. So that would be quite interesting to just yeah. All right, thank you very much, Cassie. Uh, um, yeah, like you heard, guys, if you want to uh, get a bit more information, you can follow her on Instagram. Uh, she's been absolutely amazing, mindset coach. And thank you very much for listening. Uh, see Bye. you very.